Welcome back. Wow. Um, one thing I failed to mention this morning, um, there is a confidentiality agreement that we'd like you all to sign. So please do that uh, sometime yet today, tomorrow, or Thursday, or Wednesday, and turn those into uh, the Office of Bullware. Um, we'll need these back before you can be on the wards. Enjoy your CPR. Can you hear me back there? No? Do I need your mic? Yeah? I don't know how it works. I'm loud. But put that on. I might count. It's going. It's going. And then I'll walk off with that. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? They're not paying any attention. You can hear me, right? Can you hear me now? Excellent. Are you watching YouTube up there? No, that's okay. I was watching YouTube before I came over here. Your tuition pays for me to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off on YouTube. Huh? Does that bother you? So is this it? Miss? Would you get her attention? You're too late. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to leave. She doesn't actually give a shit, does she? Um, are you a PA student? Is that why you have that attitude? PAs? I'm waiting for one to flip me off. I'm waiting for that. So can you guys hear me okay? I'm really loud, but if you can't hear me up there, because people always sit as far away as they possibly can. So I'm going to do CPR today. Uh, who has never had CPR in your whole freaking life? Hold your hands up there. Yeah, you two are not going to pass. You two are in trouble. <laughs> Who's had CPR in the last two and a half years? Fair number, most of you have? Okay. You might as well just leave now. I don't know how you get pass. It's too complicated. Uh, I've had, I've had uh, nine-month-old babies shocking. I've had two-year-olds doing CPR, so it, it should, second-year students should be able to do this. So, um, those of you who have not had this before, it's pretty simple stuff. Uh, I've been doing this for 22 years. I've never failed anyone in my life. I can't imagine why I would. Um, so, what I want when you guys test with me <coughs> is basically that you're, you're comfortable that you can do something. It's pretty hard to screw this up. It's almost impossible to screw this up. So, don't get it bent out of shape about that. Um, I'm going to talk about CPR, I'm going to talk about the defibrillator, I'm going to show you a face mask, and uh, then you'll do a written test which you can cheat on. Y you'll cheat, right? Excellent. Um, and basically all I'm looking for when you test with me is that you do you, you, a reasonable semblance of what I'm going to show you. When it really happens, uh, it's not the same, it's different. When it's a real person instead of a plastic guy, so... Don't, when it happens, don't, don't get bent out of shape. So, those of you who've had CPR in the past two and a half years, you know there were some changes. If you've not had CPR in the last few years, CPR did change pretty dramatically about two and a half years ago. 
what we're now recommending for CPR for lay people, for you in your personal life, away from our lovely university hospital, 30 compressions, two breaths. What we did for 45 years was 15 and 2 and 5 and 1. What the Heart Association is saying, based on lots and lots and lots of published research, more compressions, more people have pretty dramatic evidence where they've done more compressions, creepy numbers of people have survived. Some of those people shouldn't have made it. Um, <laughs> 30 is the Heart Association's compromise. Other places are doing very different numbers um, with very great success. Uh, 30 is trying to satisfy the adult and the pediatric world. It's what lay people here. You guys are going to hear something slightly different with 2%. 30 is just the number they're recommending. Now, uh, if you don't like 30, if your lucky number is 50, or what, do other numbers. When you're by yourself, whatever the hell you want to do is fine with me. Uh, <laughs> other Again, Seattle was doing 100 to 2. I've been told uh, fire has quit doing breaths now. They're just compressing continuously until the paramedics show up. Arizona is doing, and witness the Del Vifib, I always point to myself here, they're doing about 400 compressions before they do a breath. And a witness the rest, they're doing 200 compressions, a shock, 200 compressions, and unbelievable survival results there. Uh, that's not taken into account. Kids, though, so, and that's V-fib. So that's how I'm going to die, though, so that's really the only thing I care about. Um, so... Other changes were shorter breaths. When we do our breaths now, we're doing a one-second breath, which doesn't really mean much. It means when you do your breath, chest goes up, stop blowing. It's that easy. When you see the chest rise, it's in. Extra breath is actually harmful. We've always known that with kids. Now they're saying with adults, too much air is a bad thing. Hand placement, center of the chest between the nipples. We're not telling you to find a notch anymore. Uh, visual placement's good enough. Now in your professional lives, I'm a nurse, <coughs> on the floor, boom, gown's gone, we're keeping your crotch covered, if you have a crotch. Um, <laughs> if you don't, who cares? It doesn't matter what people see there. Um, but we've got to get on the chest for a monitor, for a pad, for all kinds of stuff. In your personal life, it's your call if you want to get the bare skin. Um, if you can get the bare skin quickly... Or yanking somebody's shirt open, fine. If you can't, if you got me down, and you say, come on, you six guys, let's roll him on his side. Uh, the hell with that stuff. You can figure this out. Uh, you guys have an AED outside. Uh, when the AED shows up, yes, you got to get on bare skin. It should have a pair of scissors. Cut those clothes off. If, you, if you're un And if you're uncomfortable, I wouldn't be yanking somebody's clothes off at the mall, at the library. I, and I've seen people without their clothes. Uh, I can take my glasses off and not see, but I still am not going to do it. Okay? <laughs> so, let me stress for those of you who have not had CPR, adult child baby, basically the same thing, the same assessment. Uh, it's, it's, it's a question of degree. How hard are you going to push? Uh, it's pretty hard to make a mistake on this. But somebody will, and I'll make fun of them. So, guy doesn't look right. Now, again, I'm an RN. I work in a hospital. I'm not on the floors now. Ever since that one unfortunate incident a few years ago. Um, <coughs> it's still in the courts. I, I expect to, to, to get a misdemeanor on that. Um, but in a hospital setting, let me stress, people die. We have sick people in the hospital. I worked in a cancer floor. I've been around a number of deaths. Some of you may have been around some deaths, too. People are, are in the hospital because they're very sick. 
or some people are in the hospital to die. So you may find someone in the hospital setting if you forget what to do, or there's a, a buttload of people at the desk to help you out. If you panic, hit the light and scream and let somebody take over. <laughs> That's what I did. In your personal life, you're at home, who is this somebody you know, family member, friend, neighbor, um, you should be scared, and you may forget what to do. Uh, with adults, we're suggesting you call right away. With kids, we're saying stay. But at a hospital, if you're by yourself, it's different. It's very different. Strangers, family members, uh, support backing you up. You're by yourself. So basically, we just want you to do the best you can. Some of this stuff you can deep six and nobody will care. So what we're looking for in your personal life, let's say, let's say you head in the John uh, after class and somebody's lying on the floor. Would you take a nap on the bathroom floor? I wouldn't. I've been in the men's rooms over here. No way. Um, so we're going to try to wake him up, shake him, shout at him. If he responds, hey, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> leave him, you know, leave him alone. I would get the hell out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> if he does not respond or doesn't respond appropriately, he could, he could be making some noises, grunt and groan or something like that, let's hit the phone. Who's got a cell phone? How many of you have a cell phone? Who doesn't have a cell phone? That would be easier. Like, oh, jeez. You're pathetic. Um, uh, my son is 19. He will never have a landline. I can't imagine. Most of you probably won't either. So it's easier. Open your cell phone and call 911. Much easier than it was 10 years ago. So if somebody's on the phone now, open the airway. People on their backs can close their airway. Their tongue can just flop back and close off their trachea. Pull up on the chin, hand on the forehead. Pull up. Be aggressive. Don't be, I don't want to hurt you. Yeah, I hurt him. Pull up, be aggressive, get in his face, listen, look, and feel. I'm looking for chest movement. I'm listening for sounds, trying to feel some breath on my cheek. If I'm not confident in breathing, I'm going to pinch his nose and do one, two breaths, just enough to raise the chest. If I met some resistance, oh, damn, reposition, try again. So two breaths. The breath went in, now I'm going to check a carotid pulse. Find the windpipe, slide your fingers into the groove next to it. Um, on adults, am I getting an echo? I don't know what to do about that. Um, <laughs> you guys all have necks. A lot of older people are not going to have necks. Uh, so, I, I still have one. I'm, I still have one. I'm happy about that. But you may have to push really hard. You may have to push in quite a bit. Keep in mind, also, you may have someone... I've got pizza on this side and french fries on this side. You may have those babies clotted up pretty good. So push hard. Be aggressive. If you do not absolutely feel a pulse, we want to do in CPR. Don't say, I can't tell. Could you check? Could you? No. Ten seconds, boom, you're on the chest. Lock your elbows. Let your body weight do the work. Do not try to impress people with your, with your muscles, with your power. I could have gone to the Olympics. Look at this. I could have. <laughs> uh, this is not muscles. This is not power. This is, this is body weight and this is adrenaline. 30 compressions. I am not going to do 30. I'm just going to say 30. He can't count. He's dead. Uh, 30. Open. A breath. A breath doesn't taste very good either. <laughs> I don't know. 30 to 2. The speed is 100 beats a minute, about this fast. Been the same speed for years. The depth is an inch and a half to two inches. How do you measure that? Do you know, miss? I don't know either. It's a total mystery. Uh, 
I don't even know why we say it. Two inches is pretty dramatic. Pushing somebody's chest down two inches, you are working hard. Push as hard as you can. They're also stressing, I'm going to say that's 30. Um, he's a DNR anyway, so it's just, I'm just... <laughs> I don't even know why I'm bothering. I never liked it. Um, push as hard as you can. Relax completely. So push hard. Move the blood out of this guy's heart. Let it fill back up with fresh blood. All these things together. And I joke about this. Um, this series, better CPR, more compressions, aggressive CPR, appropriate speed, a little bit more attention to detail, you're increasing the survival chance. This is serious stuff. You know, two and a half, three years ago, I couldn't say this. Now, now I can say you really have some power over whether he lives. And this is something we couldn't say two and a half years ago. Now we can say it pretty confidently. A little more effort from you really makes a difference in and out of hospital both. When you guys do advanced classes in a couple of years, ACLS PALS, you'll find CPR has a, a much bigger role, much more dramatic role in, in uh, all of our advanced classes too. It's buying time. It's buying better quality time than we used to do. So it's not going to bring him back by itself, but certainly he's going to more likely to come back. He's going to come back in better shape. Uh, problem is you're going to be you're going to need a shower after this is over. This is more work. How many of you done, how many done CPR? Some of you have, I'm sure. Would you back me up on this? It's hard work. It's never some skinny little person like her. It's always somebody my size. It's somebody my size. And moving my chest down two inches, you're going to work. This is a lot of work. Uh, anybody can do this. It's not, you don't have to be big and fat. You just have to be scared. And, and you'll be scared when you do this. This is spooky stuff. Okay? You have my permission to be scared. I now wear adult diapers, and, and I don't <laughs> really care. But it's not a bad idea, you know, really. Nobody can tell. You squish at the end of the day, but nobody can. Uh, so, question on one person adult. Okay, let me run over it again. Shake and shout. Get some help. Somebody's around. He's on the phone right now. If you're by yourself, we want you to call now. Open the airway and listen. He's not breathing. A breath and a breath. Two breaths. Just enough to raise the chest. Check a carotid pulse. He is uh, dead. Uh, not very good for him. It's fine for me. Uh, 30 to 2. And I'm going to continue. 30 to 2, 30 to 2, 30 to 2. We're no longer telling you to recheck the pulse. We did that. Check in a minute. Check every few minutes after. That's gone. We don't want you to recheck the pulse. We don't want you to recheck this guy at all. The time we want you to recheck the pulse is when there's a monitor. Go team. Paramedics show up and we see a rhythm change. So in the hospital, that's going to be two minutes. Out of hospital, probably about four minutes at my house. Some of us may be waiting a while. Don't want you to waste time checking a pulse. People do not come back with CPR. They're not supposed to. And even if they do, it's okay to keep compressing. And I'll talk about that in a bit. Okay? Kids. Who has kids? Some of us have children. Don't be ashamed. Hold your hand up and put it away. Yeah, I'm proud I have a child. Um, kids, they, they're redefining the ages, kind of bogus stuff. They're defining a child as from one to the onset of puberty. So one to about, about her age. Um, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. She's going to become a urologist so she can make my life hell. I can just tell. Um, <coughs> I'm not sure why they made that change. There's really no reason to make that change. In a hospital, it's going to be, I think, below 18 is a peach code. Basically the same thing. Little guy's down, not responding. Could you get some help, please? Open the airway, not breathing. A breath. 
and a breath. I was just thinking, I hope Chris Hansen doesn't come in right now. I've got some problems with that guy, too. Uh, 30 to 2. The difference with kids, you're not going to push your four-year-old's chest as hard as my chest. They say one-third to one-half the depth of the chest. Again, kind of specious thinking. Be aggressive. This is you have to push hard. You're not doing your child any favor. But I don't want to hurt him. I'll just push like this. Be aggressive. People at this stage are beyond being hurt. You're not going to hurt them at this point. What we're hoping is your good aggressive CPR will enhance survival. And this is what the studies are showing. So don't be afraid. If your hands come out the back, yeah, you push too hard. Back off a little bit. But halfway down is, halfway down is pretty aggressive. You do have to be forceful with little guys. You're not going to break. You're not going to cause any damage. Okay? Little bit, cute little baby, huh? He's not that cute, actually. But um, always be supportive if someone has kind of an ugly baby. Always say, <laughs> what an interesting looking child you have. Uh, <coughs> I do, I, I, how, does anybody not like children? Uh, <laughs> I just have, I don't trust people who don't like kids. And I don't pass people either. Um, I've never seen the proverbial ugly baby. I think all babies are pretty entertaining looking myself. This baby's close. He's very close. So, little baby, those of us who have kids, if you've been around kids, babysitting, watching other people's children. Again, one thing we look at with little guys is we go and take a look. Uh, we're looking for chest movement. We're looking for, some people say, tummy movement. We're looking for normal color. We're looking for a safe situation. If the baby has got his head stuck in the crib slats, probably not safe. If, if you've got, anybody have a two, three-year-old? You're looking to, you know, is your kid covered? Is your kid half out of the bed, half in the bed? That sort of stuff. We'll do the same things with adults. We're a little more anal with kids. So baby doesn't look right. We're going to try to t wake him up. Tap the feet. That doesn't wake anybody up. Shake him, shout at him. Pinch people like to pinch. They're a little cranky over there. Uh, try to get a response. If you don't get a response, this is the time to hit the phone. Someone's in the house. He's just watching TV. Get on the phone. TiVo that show, okay? <laughs> uh, open the airway. A little tilt on the baby. Don't... Oh, my God. I pulled his head off. Uh, just, just a little tilt. You want a neutral position. They have little teeny-weeny tracheas. Open carefully. Listen. Not breathing. A breath and a breath. Again, just enough to raise your chest. Especially on kids, you can feel that little guy's gut right up and you're not going to get breaths in. Um, just enough to raise the chest. Breaths go in, check a brachial or a femoral pulse. We're not checking a carotid on a healthy baby. Healthy babies don't have necks. Uh, this is easy to get to inside of the arm. Push hard. Femoral pulse, big artery down there. Check one of these shoes. If you guys go into peds, what you'll find is peds people don't check pulses. They look at the baby, and then they look at the monitor. So the pulse is too low. We're doing CPR anyway. So he's not responding. He's on the phone. He's not breathing. Breath are going in. Beautiful. Checking the pulse, five to ten seconds. Let me stress at this point, if you're not absolutely sure there's a pulse, especially on a baby, you're doing CPR. Couple fingers below nipple line. Now, if you want to get the bare skin, that's fine. I can figure this out on my own here. Couple fingers. 30. Can you hear that? Can you guys hear that back there? Excellent. 
I started pushing harder two years ago. I want people to see me push hard. We don't want these little, I don't want to hurt the baby. Uh, baby doesn't care at this point. We need aggressive CPR. We need forceful CPR. We need to move as much blood as possible. We're going to do 30 of these. And a breath and a breath. 30 to 2, 30 to 2, 30 to 2, 30 to 2, until someone shows up to help us out. Or until we get a response. Think about it. As some of you think of doing PG or family practice, you will be doing CPR on kids with heart rates. Uh, up in the NICU, little guy is not breathing, pulse below 60, he's going to get some compressions. And kids, especially with bradycardia, not breathing bradycardia, they're going to get compressions. So we're doing CPR on kids all the time on beating hearts. What we're trying to do is get their heart rate up a little, get them reoxygenated. So maybe he's going to wake up, come back. Well, this is definitely stop CPR. I know your tendency might go to continue, but please stop, sir. Um, Questions on baby CPR, adult CPR, child CPR. So the, 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 it's the same assessment. Shake and shout, get some help. Open the airway a little more carefully with a baby. Listen for breaths, no breaths, two breaths for everyone. Different pulse check on a baby, uh, 30 to 2 on everyone. Don't want you to recheck. want you to just keep going until somebody shows up to help you. Okay? Um, Two-person CPR. Oh, wait a minute. I better step back here. Adults, we want you to call right away. With kids, we're still recommending, if you're by yourself, let's say you're at home watching the two-year-old and you, know, you look out in the backyard and, and he's dropped on the floor, we're saying stay with the kid for two minutes. If no one else is around, we want you to stay for two minutes. The idea here is kids are typically down from respiratory issues. If he's dead, it's a respiratory problem that went on too far. We want you to stay and get this kid reoxygenated and then hit the phone. Okay, so with Grandpa, hit the phone right away. With little Billy, stay with him for a couple minutes. Do what you have to do. Five, two minutes of CPR, five sets of compressions, or two minutes of rescue breathing uh, airway support. Okay? I have a child. I've said this for 20 years. If it was my child, I'd call first. I'm the biggest wussy, crybaby, university hospital. I would lose it with the little kid. Adult, I'm okay. I could do that. A little kid, I'm gone. That's me. I'm not saying that's a wise choice or a good choice. I'm saying if you are semi-hysterical and you just peed your pants and you're running in circles, <laughs> screaming, which is what I would do, uh, calling for help is not a bad choice. It's not a bad There are some bad choices to make with kids. Calling for help is not a bad choice. Now, on your test, we want you to do two minutes of CPR. It makes sense to do this, but if you panic, as I know I would, calling for help is not a bad choice. Two-person CPR. This is what you'll see. Those of you who did CPR, did you do it in a professional situation, EMP, firefighter, paramedic, something like that? It was two-person. Why can't you take the answer? You can do what you want to. I know I couldn't. You know, I'm, years ago, when I first took this job, I talked to a doctor. Oh, let's I'm going to run over to the phone. Uh, breath, breath. Uh, come over and help. Bullshit. <laughs> If it's your kid, you're flipped out. I, you know, I mean, people have, oh, I'm going to have it on speed dial. I'm going to do this. And I think when, it, when, it, when it crunch time comes, we're all going to be scared. I don't care how smart you are. We're going to be semi-hysterical. So it's your call. And, again, it makes sense to stay with the kid to get him reoxygenated. I just know that I'd panic. So if you want to take the kid to the phone, cell phone. You know, cell phones used to, used to be. There's no law that says you have to do anything. Okay, but, but common sense says adults call first, kids stay. 
two persons here. If you've seen this before, um, one person's on the chest, one person's on the airway. In a professional situation, again, he's using the Ambu bag or mask, I'm on the chest. With adults, still 30 to 2. So anybody over the age of puberty, I'm doing 30 compressions, he's doing two breaths. 30 to 2, 30 to 2, 30 to 2. The advantage of two person is as soon as I'm done, 28, 29, 30, bam, bam, his breaths are in and I'm compressing. We're saving a couple seconds travel time. He's going to get more compressions. 6, 8, 10 more compressions and that's what we're after. <coughs> Kids and babies. Two person only, 15 to 2, half as many compressions on kids in a professional situation. So if you're firefighter, EMT, paramedic, uh, we got somebody on the airway, somebody on the chest. We're doing fewer compressions as kids. Again, cardiac issue for him, breast not too important. Respiratory issue for him, he's going to get more breast. Optional way on teeny weeny little guys up in the NICU, labor and delivery, you're going to see people compressing like this because we're going to have somebody bagging. So I can stand way back here and compress, and he can stand back and do breaths while this gentleman gets in, puts monitor, I, the whole bunch. We got kids about this big. There's not much space, okay? Um, thumbs, good compressions. Also, we're stressing pretty aggressively, if you, if you work in a hospital, you're in a hospital, they're suggesting get off that chest after two minutes. So if the five of you are doing a code, we'll have you two rotate off the chest every two minutes because they're saying after two minutes, no matter how good you feel, you're not doing as good a job as somebody else. So get off the chest if you can. Um, calling for help. <coughs> I've already mentioned this with adults were saying call right away. Kids were saying stay. <coughs> Again, I went over that stuff for you. Questions on CPR by itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's intubated, this guy, you're doing anesthesia, right? Yeah, so he comes up, pops a tube down there. He's going to be bagging. I'm just going to keep compressing. And he's going to do a breath every six to eight seconds. So if he's tubed, is anybody firefighter, EMT, paramedic, something like that? Um, Pre-hospital folks have uh, combi tube, king tube, a lot of blind insertion stuff, same as intubation. So a couple of firefighters are there, uh, got a king tube down here, I can just compress while he does it. You don't have to stop while they do the breath. So every six to eight seconds, just compress continuously. I, what you'll find is uh, intubation is being de-emphasized in coats. It's not as important. We don't show intubation. We show it. We don't test on it in ACLS anymore. Um, heart association's feeling is if you can get a good breath in with a bag, that's pretty good. Uh, don't don't mess around. Once he comes back, once he's on the unit, then we're going to worry about tubing. And and three four years ago, everybody get, had to get tubed, and now it's not as important as it used to be. Okay. So if they're intubated, six to eight seconds between breaths, which is a lifetime. Doing ACLS now and watching people bag and then wait in eight seconds. People are ripping their hair out at three. They're hysterical. And this is what we did. This is what we did for you. You know, breath every couple, three seconds. And, and what they're not saying is we kill people with it. We, the, the lungs stay inflated. Their heart doesn't expand. Coronary arteries don't perfuse. We killed people with this for years and years and years and years. So less oxygen is the key. Okay? Um, let me talk about choking. Somebody's choking. Have anyone ever choked or seen the Heimlich or done the Heimlich or anything like that? Okay, pretty, pretty. I just told somebody today I'd probably have ten hands go up. 
Very common. Somebody's choking. This is what you're supposed to do. Nobody ever does this. If you wait for this, they'll be dead. You can loot the body. Go about your business. Um, pit people stop talking. They look around. They run to the bathroom. Isn't that where you want to die in the bathroom? I'm looking forward to that. Ask them. Hey, are you choking again? Idiot. Get behind them. Find the ribs, below the ribs, above the navel. Make a fist and then sharp, aggressive fist. I don't hit hard because I'm going to break the damn microphone. And it hurts my wrist. And that's really all I care about is my personal comfort. <laughs> Good, aggressive thrust. Be cranky about this. Typically two or three. I've taught this for uh, 22 years. Almost everyone says two or three. That's extremely effective. The times the hammock does not work well... Big guys, and if you've been, have you guys been over to the hospital? There's a lot of us around. We're taking over. Get out of the way, skinny people. Um, <laughs> if you can't get your arms around somebody to do an effective thrust, and that's the key. If you can't do a good, good pop, chest is the option on a big person, noticeably pregnant. Don't ask. Not the baby up on the chest of somebody like that. A little bit safer for the baby, a little more effective for mom, also more effective for a big guy. Little guy, got a two-year-old, three-year-old in the house. Hey, I'm 6'5", I'm going to get on my knees, and I'm not going to hit my two-year-old as hard as I might hit uh, perhaps an M2. <laughs> you're used to that shit anyway, so you're used to get slapped around. Um, you do have to be aggressive. Those of us who have kids, kids are really tough. They can take some rough treatment. The choice is, it comes out or you're dead. You've got about a minute to dink around with this. You don't have time to play games. You have to be aggressive. Little baby. Eating some snacks. What do you got there, pal? Oh, man. Skittles. Who gave you those Skittles? This guy did, huh? Straight from hell, isn't he? Baby's choked. Um, not real appropriate for the baby. Pick this little kid up. Support his head. Up to five. Back blows. Didn't come out. You're going down, man. Uh, five chests. You know he's diabetic, too. Uh, are you aware of that? Sugar-free Skittles would be okay. <laughs> there it goes. Don't take things from him anymore. <laughs> if you have children, you've done this before. Everyone does this. This is something, if you have kids, you've done it. You will do it. If you do have kids, you will do this. This is 100% effective. If you're there, it's going to come out. This is dynamite. Occasionally, anybody have three kids? I don't want to offend anyone. Nah, I don't care. Um, Three kids, people come in, oh, yes, I've got five kids. I've never done this. I'm the best mom in the world, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I always ask those people, real self-righteous, uh, have you ever done this? And they'll say, yeah, I've done that. It's the same thing. It's kids sit in a high chair, smack them. I've talked to people, reach up the car seat to hit the kid. Uh, <laughs> it's normal behavior for kids. Kids put strange stuff in their faces. They have funny little bitty airways. It's real easy to choke. Uh, in 22 years of teaching, I've never talked to someone who is unsuccessful with a kid. Adults are different. Kids, this is dynamite. Okay? So people worry about this. Uh, it's very effective. Unconscious choking, we don't test on this anymore. What they're now recommending, adult child baby, you're doing the honey, it's not working. Maybe he's too big, he's kind of fat. Uh, maybe you're not hitting hard enough, or maybe like me, you just don't care, it's Monday. I just want to go back and watch YouTube some more. He's passed out. I know he was choking. Could you call 911, please? 
I'm going to look first. Try to sweep that out. Toss it on him. He's not paying attention. Try a breath. Didn't go in. Reposition. He doesn't go to it. Try another breath. Didn't go in. And then right to the... I'm not testing on this anyway. Right to the chest for CPR. So what we're now recommending, unconscious obstructed, either you know they're obstructed because the hymic did not work, or you try some breaths and they don't go in. We're saying CPR. 30 compressions. Take a look. Sweep it out. Save that for later. Try a breath. Try a breath. What we did for 45 years, the abdominal thrusts are gone. They're saying chest compressors build up more pressure in the lungs airway than what we used to do. There's a couple studies on this. One of them was with live people. Huh? Do you want to be in that study? Hey, we're going to ram a pork chop down your throat. <laughs> you may make it, you may not. I don't know. Uh, it's just common sense. You know, and, and I will use myself. Who chokes? Skinny people? Yeah, the hammock works great on skinny people. It's big guys it doesn't work on. And what are you doing with the big guy with abdominal thrusts? It's pushing blubber around. It's nice and soft. Feels good. I like it. Um, it doesn't work. It never did. So chest compressors are more effective. Okay? Questions on that? So what I'll test you on is CPR, 30 to 2. Uh, Two-person, you can do two-person with somebody. Uh, conscious choking, I won't make you do this on each other, so don't. If you're shy, you look like a shy kind of a person, I'm not going to ask you to put your hands on anyone. If you want to, though, $5, I can, I can work it out. Um, and do the baby stuff. So that's pretty much what I'm going to test you on. Face this. Has everybody been around the hospital? Anybody work in the hospital? A fair number of us, perhaps. EMT, firefighter, something like that. Um, in your professional lives, as physicians, as PAs, RN, as, as uh, pre-hospital, pre whatever, face masks. You don't do mouth-to-mouth -mouth in a professional situation ever, ever. Uh, face masks, should, something like this, uh, on our hospital, head of the bed on most floors. You just reach up and grab that face mask and open it up. Open this up and, and see what's in there, dude. I, I should have... Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my plastic dog poop. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny, though? Huh? So you get the mask out, you open it up. One-way valve. What you may also find is a filter. This is going to protect you. You don't do mouth-to-mouth -mouth in a professional situation. I don't care who it is. I don't care how much you like them. I'm going to write a lot of my patients for my friends. I would not have done mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. They work. Uh, at home, on the street, yes, I would have. In the hospital, no, don't take a chance. Face mask, what they're recommending is hold it like this, kind of pinch it down here on the chin and do a breath and a breath. With gloves and a mask, I'm safe. I'm totally safe. I don't care what he's got, I'm safe. Get some gloves on. If there's fluid, saliva, vomit, blood, whatever coming out, I'm exposed. Don't waste your time, you know, don't take a chance. So gloves and a mask absolutely essential in a professional situation. The next step up will be the bag. This will be on the crash couch. If you do intensive care rotation, some of the peas floors, this is the bedside thing. This can hook up to O2 if the uh, thing is not busted off, which this one is. Um, and they suggest an EC. And I'll have some of these out. You can try it if you want to. It doesn't work so well on the mannequins. You kind of have a C like this. Smoosh it down there. Pull that jaw up and do a breath. And what you'll see in a code is he's holding the mask on, she's bagging. So don't get all bent out of shape. I can't do this. It's not that big a deal. Um, for, for me, I would have used the mask the first few seconds to let the code team take over. Okay? Um, in, do you guys have personalized yet? 
Do you have a, do you have a personal life? No, not really. I do. Um, I get, football, are you a football fan? You look like a football fan. Are you, a tail, you look like a tailgater, miss. Next weekend, football game, right? Uh, let's, go, let's, go, let's go downtown. Saturday after about 2.33 o'clock. Huh? What do you think? I'm home at 2.33. This guy, hey pal, let's go. You know what? I, we ran out of beer at the van. You want to go? Let's go to come and go get some more beer. I still got, I got a credit. Jeez, he's passed out. Uh, he's look, he cut his lip. Oh, he's bleeding. Oh, and he's, oh, he's puking. Oh, God, how many brats did you eat? God, what a stinking mess. Does this, look, does this look like herpes? I don't know what there's open source. Anyway, could you do mouth to mouth? I'm going to run and, and get that beer. Um, is that a problem? I'm going to call 911. Brats are apparently quite delicious. Um, did you want to do that mouth to mouth on this pukey, bleedy guy? I don't think you get, Can you get herpes mouth to mouth? I don't give a shit. I'm leaving anyway. Um, you're not going to do it? Are you a medicine or a PA? You shouldn't be either one because you just have such a shitty attitude. Uh, <laughs> what the Heart Association has been saying for the last eight years, starting at 2000, you want to help. I joke about this. Most people step up. I like to think I'm going to do this. I like to think I'll step up and help this guy. There are times to think. People do vomit. It does. It doesn't happen often. It does happen. People bleed. Car accident, bike accident. Bite your lip on the way down. We've got some strange people in the world. Now, strange doesn't necessarily mean dangerous, but it's a clue. It's a hint to you. Let me think about this. What the Heart Association has been saying for the last eight years is rather than walk away, which I'm quite comfortable doing, and apparently you are too, they're saying, don't do the breaths. Do your assessment. If he's not breathing, skip those breaths, check a pulse, and compress continuously. And just keep going until you get a response, not going to happen, or 911 shows up. In downtown Iowa City, a fire truck's going to be there in two minutes. Very comfortably. My house, I have a fire truck in three minutes. Most of us will have a very fast response. What they're saying is this guy has plenty of oxygen in his bloodstream right now. It's not going anywhere. As long as I compress, we are moving oxygen. They say up to 12 minutes. He's also pulling some in and blowing it off as I compress. We're doing an adequate job for a very, very long time. Let me stress, most of the time, who is this? Family member, friend, classmate, neighbor. You're going to want to do it. No blood, no vomit. Your risk is so teeny. It's not something people say, oh, do you carry a mask, Lance? No, it's not something I worry about. I like to think I would do this. I would think about blood. I would look at this guy. Who are you? What's going on? I would make a snap decision about blood. A vomit I think I could do. I've never eaten someone's vomit, so I can say that. Uh, I think after my first taste, I might change my attitude. I know my vomit doesn't taste good. I will say that. <laughs> um, let me throw in a commercial for children with kids down. If you're going to help, you're going to do breaths. I don't think you have this choice with kids. With kids, it's a respiratory issue. You need to be doing breaths on kids. You, you know, if, if you're not, if you're going to help, compresses by, yeah, that's fine. Um, I can't imagine walking away from a kid. I can think of a couple of adults that I would actually enjoy seeing dead. Uh, but at work, I have to help. That's the bad thing. If I saw him downtown, I could walk away. Um, <laughs> well, let me, let me real quick, I'm going to do this, and let me real quick refresh you on 
on numbers and things like that. So, shake and shout, open the airway, breath, breath, pulse check, 30 to 2, 30 to 2. What if we find a pulse? Do I want to do compressions? He's got a nice heartbeat. Uh, we're going to go back and do airway support. We're going to rescue breathe. Now, with, with adults and kids who are who have a heart rate but are not breathing effectively or not breathing at all, we're going to do it every five to six seconds on adults and every three to five seconds on kids. So, grandpa's not breathing. Breast go in. He's got a great pulse. I'm just going to go back and breathe for him. With kids, that's the most likely situation. If you're not satisfied with the quality of the respirations, breathe. Don't hesitate. If, if, they're, if they're blue, they need breaths. You're not going to hurt them. Uh, you're not going to hurt them by starting CPR either. Let me run through the AD. Have you guys all seen one of these before? Automated external defibrillator. <coughs> you guys have one in the hall out here. Uh, it's a machine that shocks V-fib and pulses VTEC. I point to myself every day, this is how I'm going to die. I'm going to have a heart attack, I'll be in V-fib. If someone's there to shock me, i got a great chance to survive. Survival at one minute is about 90%. It's phenomenal. If there's someone there to do good aggressive CPR, it's going to enhance my survival. But this is the treatment for V-fib. I shock. That's it. Everything else we do, it's nice. It jacks your bill up a little bit. It doesn't bring you back. Uh, you turn it on, it tells you what you do. They are so simple that it upsets smart people. It's fun to have somebody really, really smart struggle with this. I've had a two-and-a-half-year-old do it. I've had a three-year-old do it. A buttload of five-year-olds do this. Um, get somebody my age, MD, PhD, MBA. Uh, can't do it. Can't do it. It's hilarious. Um, it's just too damned easy is the problem. So, guys down, let's say we're over here at Murph. Guys down, could you call 911? Could you run out and get that defibrillator there, dude? I'm going to assess. He's not, uh, I know this guy. Check and falls. I'm going to compress. He's run out there. I'm going to be doing some CPR. 30 to 2, 30 to 2, 30 to 2. When he comes back in, he's going to open the machine up. Apply pads to patient's bare chest. Can you hear that? Apply pads. Pads connector next to flashing light. Now, the pads should be in a separate packet. Now, your machine, the pads are on the machine. You pull the handle, the pads fall out. Pads have a picture. You peel the back off. Hey, you know what? Billy, you do CPR. He's your dad. <laughs> Peeling. We want to keep doing CPR if we can. Put those pads on bare skin. Don't be shy here. Bare skin. <laughs> Stupid baby. Um... Plug it in. Now, again, a lot of machines, yours is plugged in already. Don't do this step. He's going to keep compressing until... Do not touch the patient. So I just told him, don't touch the patient. Take a break there, dude. Get over here so you don't get shocked. Shockable. Charging. Cool, huh? It's like on TV. So, shocks advised. Stay clear. Deliver shock now. Can you shock him? I'm on probation. Could you take over, dude? So nervous. Jump a little bit. <laughs> if needed, begin CPR. And this was the big change back on the chest. Now, what we did for 45 years was up to three shots. What we want now, as soon as he pushes that button, I'm back doing CPR. This machine takes its time. Other machines say, begin CPR, starting with the chest. Um, they want you on the chest immediately doing CPR. For two minutes, 30 to 2, 30 to 2 times 5, or if you don't want to do breaths, 200 compressions, 
in exactly two minutes the machine will stop. Don't touch the patient reassessing. If he remains shockable, it's going to shock him again, going to continue CPR. I'm going to let you do CPR. I'm exhausted. If we convert the guy at any point in time, first shock, second shock, whenever, it says no shock advised, continue CPR. So what you should hear from machines now, shock induce CPR or don't shock induce CPR. What you should not hear is check airway, check breathing, check pulse. They haven't said that for eight years. You should not hear multiple shocks. You shouldn't hear three shocks anymore. What the Heart Association is saying, 90% of the time people convert with one shock. It's gone. Doesn't mean he's alive and we flatline this guy. What we're hoping is the normal heart will, the normal pacemaker will start again. They say we're wasting time with a second assessment. They say the second, third shock are not as effective as two minutes of good aggressive CPR for long-term survival. So they're saying one shock is enough. Now, in this whole sequence, he shocked him. We went back and did CPR. We reassessed it two minutes. Uh, still shockable. I'm going to continue CPR. We convert him. It's going to say continue CPR. I'm going to keep going until, let's say over here, you're going to have Johnson County in about four minutes. You have paramedics in about four minutes. Um, that means I might be doing C four minutes of CPR without rechecking the pulse. What we're hoping is when he pushed that button, we converted him immediately. We're hoping we have a heartbeat. We're hoping he's perfusing blood. I'm compressing a beating heart. Now, for 40 years, this was totally inappropriate. We got all worked up. Oh, don't push out his chest if he has a heartbeat. You'll kill him. Um, apparently, that was wrong. This is what the best minds thought. My mind thought that, too. Um, apparently, it was wrong. You don't hurt the adult heart by pushing on the chest. We do it with kids all the time. We don't worry about the kids. Uh, for some reason, we only worry about old farts like myself. Um, you can do some damage. Has anybody broken a rib? I never have. Anybody broken a rib? Um, all the people break. We can break some ribs. We can crack. What do we do for broken ribs? Nothing. Eat some Tylenol. Quit bitching. Shut up. Um, we can puncture a lung. We can do some serious damage. We've got an 80-year-old lady here. We can do some pretty serious damage. We can fix that stuff. Puncture lung, very fixable. Cut that liver a little bit. We can, we can fix this stuff. We're not going to hurt the heart. So do what the machine says. The machine should not tell you to stop and reassess. And the more uh, I stress this to professional people, the more people want to recheck that pulse. They can't stand it. Um, resist that urge. In hospital, if you, if you are in a critical care floor, if you're in a hospital code, if you're a paramedic, um, we want you to keep doing CPR until there's a monitor. And you see rhythm changing. And that's the first two minutes. The Heart Association sees those first two minutes as almost sacred. We want you doing CPR for those first two minutes, definitely. We don't want you looking at the monitor. And that makes our advanced classes fun because people can't stop looking at the monitor. We say, don't look at that. I'm not looking. Man. I'm, just, I'm just kind of looking around. Um, for kids, kids between the ages of one and eight. So uh, at the school, at the public library, at the mall, any place we have adults and kids together, we'd like to have adult pets and separate pads for kids. Pediatric pads, very clearly labeled for pediatric use, ages one day. Pete's pads reduce the shock. I'm going to get a big shock. A big guy, uh, your three-year-old's going to get about a third of my shock. If you don't have Pete's pads, all you have are adult pads. You've got a two-year-old down. Holy shit. Um, you can use these on a little guy. What you might have to do is go front and back. If the pads are going to overlap, front and back is an option. 
give them a full-size adult shock. The, the shocks are less uh, powerful than they used to be. They're a little bit less aggressive. And the bottom line here is if you're shocking somebody, they're dead. I mean, we shock dead people. They're in V-fib. We can convert a heart with this. Give them a full-size shock. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Last question on your test. The answer is A. Don't use pediatric pads on me. Shock's not big enough. You need a big shock. What the pads do is measure how hard they have to work to get to the heart. So a little Pete's pad is not going to give me a very big shock. Not enough to, might be enough to cardiovert me. Um, what you may also find in your personal life, you go home, uh, you know, to at, at Easter, to church, if you go to the library, whatever, uh, there are AEDs around. You may find AEDs still doing the old three-shock protocol. If that's the case, do what the machine says. If the machine wants to shock three times, shock three times. The old stuff works great. Very effective. The new stuff's a little bit better. They're not saying it's way better. It's about, what is that, half an inch better? Not a lot better. Don't get excited about this, okay? Yes? What's that? Not this guy. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, was in the Olympics. He was a swimmer. Do you notice him? He's got the Velcro. No, um... <coughs> Anything on the chest that's going to interfere, uh, incredibly hairy chest. Now, I got hair on my chest. Um, they're going to stick fine to my chest. You've got somebody who looks like King Kong. Uh, yeah, these things should have a prep razor. You're not going to have to shave the whole chest. Let's, sh let's shave this whole freaking thing. Probably just up here, down here is going to be okay. So where you got hair? Anything on the chest, medication pads, uh, implanted defibrillator, anything like that, you either want to remove it, medication patch, get it out, uh, port, implanted defibrillator, pacemaker, just avoid it. Um, I was overdoing a Pete's cardiology group on Saturday, and I had a couple of kids who had implanted defibrillators, and one of them said, you know, is this going to bother me? And I said, where's the defibrillator? And he said, he said, over here. Well, it's not going to bother you, because we're putting the pads over here. So, um, very wet chests, dry the chest off. This is like a whole mythology here. Um, so, <coughs> any questions? Any other questions? I'm going to have a couple of these out. You can play around with them. Yes? On the obstructive airway, do you do blind sweeps now? No, no. Blind sweeps have been gone. Blind sweeps have been gone forever. Yeah, conscious people, don't stick your finger in a conscious person. Here's some advice for a young man. Don't stick your fingers in a person. A, a two-year-old you can do. Once they're down... Um, Who's EMT, firefighter, paramedic, anybody in that world? Um, when I talk to an EMT, firefighter, and I say, what got the thing out? They say, McGill forceps. So, yeah, if you push it up, sweep it out. If you, if you, those of us who have kids, you've all ripped something out of your kid's mouth. What have you got in your mouth? Spit that out, dude. Um, if you see it, pull it out. Really unusual event. People are so terrified of somebody choking to death. It really doesn't happen. Now. A pretty unusual event. But yeah, if you see it pull out, otherwise, uh, this doesn't belong in somebody's throat, okay? Um, so, when you go over, let me take, now I'll leave this on. When you go over to my classroom, some of you are testing today, some of you tomorrow, some uh, blah, blah, blah in the future. Um, elevator C or elevator B or ele any elevator up to the sixth floor of General Hospital, my classroom is just past elevator C, take a right. I'm down the hall. I'm going to have mannequins out. Uh, when you go over there, a couple of things before you go. I've got a registration form for you to fill out. All I want is your name. 
I don't want your home address. Don't bother putting it on there. That means half of you will put it on. There's a written test. 20 questions. First two are D, last one's A. That's all I know. Um, I've got answer keys out. Grade it yourself. Copy off of someone else. I don't care how you do it. It's not that hard a test. You won't fail the test. Um, if anyone has any physical challenges, any issues whatsoever, I will have mannequins on the table. If you can't do compressions, grab me. We can work something out. If you're uncomfortable about anything, talk to me. Uh, I, don't, I don't get extra money for making you feel bad. Well, except you. I get an extra dollar for being mean to you. How are you, sir? Good. Ready to go. Do you want this? Oh, yes, sir. I can't.